0: Episode 10 with Guy and Gabby, AFLW. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Things get worse each week, but we're going to roll with it. Um, I love
1: that. I, I actually really enjoyed that, Gabs. Welcome indeed. to the AFLW. I was hating
0: every minute of it, but like, I'm glad oh. it. Hopefully someone at home will. Um, yes, episode 10. We're really at the pointy end of the season now, so we've got finals we talk what's happening we talk a little bit of drama that's happening off the field with um field selections we talk all australian squads we have a special guest jenna from hawthorne jenna richardson Mm -hmm. lovely girl to chat to um shall we just get straight into
1: it i like that that was succinct to the point let's go
0: It record from <laughs> yawning money.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, non-negotiables, Gabs.
0: <laughs> um, what are we talking about today, Guy?
1: We got a few things to get through. Um, it's a lot. A lot has happened in the past couple of weeks. Um, finals. Let's talk about the games first, and then we'll talk about all the off-field. No, oh, it's not really off-field, but semi-off-field stuff. Um. Did so? What finals did you end up watching?
0: Um. Oh yes, I went to MagicCon and I went and watched Brisbane versus Richmond. Sorry, a week mm-hmm. is a month football. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dominant performance by Brisbane. Um, Richmond mm-hmm. didn't really show up until the fourth quarter, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. 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 And you missed the Geelong North game. Yes, I did. did yeah. You- um. I did watch it. It was, you know, the games where, like, fans who aren't about AFRW, they would have hated it, right? They would have been like, it's low scoring. It's all stoppages. And I'm like, nah, like, the suspense is getting there and the game will be within a kick in the last five minutes. So I stuck at it and I watched. And Geelong, um, I'm sorry, Becky, um, but Geelong should have won that by about seven goals and they should be playing this week. North, I have no idea how that... Well, Emma Carney is on one knee. Like, she's got some mad strapping around that knee. She's clearly done something structural and they're just like, nah, we'll strap it up, Chuck in the back line. She'll do a job. Um, So she had an outstanding game along with all of the North back line. Amy Smith had some stupid stats. She had 17 tackles. Yeah. in the midfield. So anyway, North ended up winning that, um, in a really tense game. Um, so yeah, if you want to watch a replay and you like suspense, but not necessarily a lot of goal scoring, um, that's the one to watch. And then, uh, I was, well, I was at the dogs game, um, which talk about suspense, um, with that one was trying to ride the dogs home, um, but they couldn't get the job done um, against Collingwood. Another game where Collingwood should have probably sealed it up. They should have been about four goals, two up at quarter time. Um, and then we're missing one, and I can't for the life of me remember what the other final <laughs> was. Uh, the
0: Adelaide and Melbourne?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Must-
0: But um, I have comments. I do have comments.
1: It just
0: just sprung into mind. Um, The fact that North and Collingwood's games were both so low scoring and there should have been a lot more scores. Like they should have – well, Geelong should have won by a lot more if they were going Mm to. And um, Collingwood should have won by a lot more. It just shows how not lesser of a team, but – how they may not stack up well against Brisbane who can attack and put mm. scoreboard um scoreboard. Mm. That was particularly noticeable watching live at the Brisbane game at Metricon is the way Brisbane go forward. Once they enter the 50, you know that there's going to be a score of some, it's either a point or it's a goal. Whereas mm. like with some of the other teams like Collingwood and Geelong and North, it's like get it in there and then we'll work it out from there. Um, yeah. And I think that's going to be a big
1: prediction going forward that that's not going to stack up. Yeah, which is fair. Well, that takes us nicely into the games this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Brisbane and Melbourne have their weeks off, um, thanks to their wins. Uh, first time I think we've had that in the AFLW, a bit of yeah. a major and minor semi final um, kind of vibe, which is cool. Um, and so Richmond play north and we got to talk about punt road yeah actually fill me in i keep seeing all these news articles and i want to have it what happens so um richmond elected uh to have their home semi-final at punt road so punt roads capacity is two and a half thousand people for context Um, I went to the Arden Street game, which has about three and a half thousand capacity. Not that I'm saying it needs to be needed to be played at Arden Street, um, but that was two weeks ago. Uh, It was pumping, like great vibe, three and a half thousand. And then with the context of that, then playing again in two weeks, the tickets sold out in 13 minutes. um, And they would have probably had, I reckon, 10, 12,000 if, you know, people turned out, because they're none known in Melbourne this weekend, so people would have turned out, plus all the other teams. Like, there's only really – well, it's the only game in Melbourne for AFLW, so mm. all the AFLW fans of Victoria would have turned out. Um, it's a question of do you go for capacity or do you go for Richmond playing at punt road?
0: Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. well uh, this could be topical but put it this way if it was a different team in a different state um i don't think they would have had the option to have the
1: Mm.
0: round um but let's just leave that there (laughs) Nah, that's great no that's a great point don't Um, you reckon though like if that was um, gws or something there's no way that yeah. they would be listened to about their spiritual home ground or whatnot.
1: Yeah. Like if that was GWS and everyone's like, play it at the SCG, no one would be like, oh, yeah, let's play it at the SCG. They'd be like, no, I play it played at Giant Stadium or Monica yeah. um, or, you know, Henson Park, um, although that's a different thing in itself. I've heard Henson Park's not great facilities-wise. On yeah. um, road,
0: particularly. Yeah. Once like, Flash, but the stadium and the
1: everything else but hmm mm. anyway we move on don't we that game's happening so if you're in um I don't think I'll get it out I don't think I'm gonna put this together before tomorrow so um <laughs> hopefully um uh, people turn out to that one um mm-hmm. and then you got Adelaide and Collingwood in Adelaide what do you reckon, Gabs? No Chelsea Randall, no Adelaide. Did you see that? Ooh, a week? I did. Concussion yeah. protocol. She's not mm. happy about it. She came out in the media and said um, it's ridiculous. Um, I actually haven't really paid much attention to that. Um, what based do you reckon?
0: Off, based off the footage that I saw, I would say that she was concussed at the time. She was. Ah, she, okay. she bumped heads, got a free kick. And was setting up the shot, so, like, was walking back off the mark and fell over backwards Um, Mm. and said that she tripped over her laces. But if you put it in slow-mo, she definitely did not trip over her laces. Um, Obviously, like, we worry about her health and safety, and that comes first. And, yeah, she shouldn't be playing. Huge loss for Adelaide. Um, I'm going to go with Collingwood. Where's it been? Mm.
1: It's been played in Adelaide
0: oh hang on hang on no i'm gonna i'm gonna
1: backtrack
0: mm. got some injury worries as well i read
1: yes there we go i was yeah. gonna bring that up
0: yeah, yeah. hang on i that just just popped into yeah. my so, yeah now yeah. i'm gonna go back to adelaide <laughs> adelaide nice. by seven
1: Oh, yeah, fair. Um, I'd say um, I was going to tip Adelaide as well just because at the back end of the Bulldogs game, um, the Bulldogs actually it helped their run because the Collingwood staff had to get, like, probably about three players off the ground in the space of about two minutes. Yeah. And, you know, like, the Dogs, if they had 60 more seconds, they would have got over the top and they would have won the game because um, their bench were, you know, absolutely depleted. But um, I don't think that Collingwood are going to be able to back up and travel and get the job done. Um, It would be a very Collingwood performance to be able to do that um, and prove everyone wrong, but I'm going to stick with Adelaide. Um, I think they'll probably end up, uh, like, kicking – yeah, I think they'll go 14 or 15 points up in the end. Um, Even without Chelsea Randall, I think. They would have thought about that patch in the middle of the season when they didn't have her and mm. oh I don't know. They always manage to pull something out, Adelaide, don't they? Mm. Mm. Um speaking oh, that was <laughs> we're never recording this on a Friday afternoon oh, ever again.
0: Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I've had quite the morning. Um hold on. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's be quick then with the All Australian, which might be very, very difficult to do. Um, All Australian team coming out this week. Uh, let's go with um, what do you think in terms of who missed? I messaged you someone.
0: Ah, oh, who was it? it was um, Abby McKay and Mimi Mitchell yeah. missed out? Yeah. I sure. Um, Said yeah. Grace Egan, yes, and we've had a listener message in saying mm. was um unlucky, um, Yeah. and then there's whispers of a few others from the expansion sides that missed out. Yeah. I would have Jazzy
1: to- Fleming, yeah, Montana Ham, um, yeah, I don't know, Montana Ham fell away in the last bit of the season. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a whole that's a whole podcast in itself, actually. Um, we should have her on. That's the side thing. Um, yeah, I think those names definitely. Um, Daniel Ponta is one that I also thought from Adelaide in terms of a forward um, should have probably got a look in. Is there anyone on the list, though, that you take out? Uh, <laughs> or is that is that too much of a question considering the week that you've had?
0: <laughs> hang on, you tell me who you think should be at just while I bring it up for memory. Tell me Oh,
1: I, I hadn't I hadn't prepped for that question either. That was off the cuff. <laughs> um, throwing me under the bus. Um hang on. Nah, I know okay, there's well, a lot think... of Brisbane players in there. Um there were, but I think they're all warranted. Um and you know, I tried to not I try to actually be really critical about that, but I actually think that all six of them deserve to be there. Um, I've got it. Oh, go on. No, I've just had a
0: thought. I've I've got to say it while it's in my mind. Um, I've been harping on about Olivia Purcell growing each week, week on week, Mm. and she is like top tier of the competition right now. So I just really want to appreciate my... Backtracking commentary over like just go back and listen from episode one. Like I've mentioned <laughs> a little bit and I'm like, she's coming back to form. And then like each week I just speak it, it just gets better and better. Um yeah. so if she's in a grand final, sus. But I reckon she'll get like the the best on.
1: Best on. Mm-hmm. You call them just best. I've been,
0: him. I've been manifesting it for her, basically. I've been mm.
1: You know what you have I think it was like the third it was either third or fourth episode. You hmm. mentioned that and I was like, gee, that's a that's a big call real hmm. early on. Good on ya. Like, you Thank know. You. Yeah. Go back and listen. Um and hear Gabby's little drip drops of Live Per Cell. Hmm. Um Absolutely. And off off the record as well, every week, Gabs is like, Liv Purcell played a great game. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> she's, she's doing real well. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, we should have them as a guest. We should have all of them as a guest, let's be real. Um, anyway, back on track. Yes, I have got do names. You think is in that list? Yes. Vivian
0: Vivian Sard from Suns. Possible question mark, personally. This is all personally. This is take this with a grain of salt, okay? I'm not done yet. Yeah.
1: Okay, sorry.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> listen to my um, <laughs> I've got... Okay, I could be very wrong here because I have not watched many games West Coast have been involved with, but Emma Swanson, mm. not sure about it. I'll stick
1: with those two. Mm-hmm. mm um, I think, interestingly, I think that um, Viv, because she plays the free back at the back of the Suns, she just gets the ball because the ball just gets kept getting kicked to her. I don't – I I actually agree with that. Um, Or maybe she just reads the ball really well. But I think Jazzy Garnett's another one who should have been in the squad who actually reads the ball well from GWS. Oh, um, you're saying Jazzy
0: Gardner from North Melbourne? I was like, she's definitely in the squad. Different yeah,
1: no, my bad, my no. bad. Georgia, Georgia Garnett. <laughs> Sorry, not Jazzy. Georgia.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's why I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean?
1: Um, Jazzy Gardner's a smoky for the uh, BNF as well. She won the coaches' award. Um, really um, mentioned that to me. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Anyway, that's a separate issue. No, I think that's fair, those two. Um, I do think, like, if you swapped Emma Swanson for Mimi Hill um, or Abby McKay, you end up with a, you know, decent enough squad. Um, but, yeah, there's probably a couple of others um, that we've forgotten. Some good ins, though. Um, oh, Lauren Bella as a rock is another one. Um, pretty good in terms of her hit outs. Hit outs to advantage, although your face—I don't know if you're just reading I, the screen. Sorry, or... I was.
0: Um, I thought you said Lauren Butler from Collingwood is a ruck, and I was like, she's a backman. But I have not <laughs> idea who you're talking about, so my bad. Um, these girls need to come up with original names. Is basically the <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> but Enough. I do agree, but. Um having Alice Edmonds from Bulldogs in there. Mm. You can't replace her, I don't think. But can you have yeah. rucks? Is there another ruck in there? Oh Moody. Charlie Hickey. Oh, there's so Brienne. many rucks. Yeah, yeah. Nah.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Fair you can't have four rucks in a squad, I don't think.
1: No, no, the balance isn't there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I reckon that's that's kind of Hmm. A pretty good place to leave that chat. Although it looks like your brain is moving I've, quite I've, quickly.
0: I've seen someone else that I'm not certain about that hasn't seen much of her play. Um, go on. Never. Pre- oh, this is gonna be fun. See if you can guess her. Okay. Uh give me.
1: I, a I, clue. I'll
0: give you what I want to give you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> give okay. You sorry, my bad. Backman. Yeah. <laughs> She has never previously been an All Australian. She's never previously been in an All Australian squad. She played. Oh, Eilish No.
1: plays for Carlton. Mm. Uh, Muah. Mm, no, mm. Yeah. Who'd you say? Uh, uh, Muah. Yeah. La La. Yeah. yeah. I oh, back yeah. that. I rate that. You reckon?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Sixty-five percent disposal efficiency as a backman.
1: Yeah, but she does enough in the contest. Like she's their go-to. Um, like she's their go-to halfback. I think she does enough. Okay, warranted.
0: warranted. Yeah, good guess by
1: the way. Yeah. Hey. Yes. Thanks. Um, yeah, no, Sheeran's another one who I read an article today. She'd never played back until this year. Mm. Eilish? Is it oh I'm terrible with these pronunciations. I've probably butchered Yeah. Um Yeah, hasn't played a single game as a back and then played the entire year as a half back running off. So fun facts.
0: There's Merritt. There there's merit in throwing the magnets around. I can tell you that. You just.
1: You, you love know. that, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> you
0: find some gold in the dirt. You love it. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Seriously, I honestly reckon every few years, unless you're the Monconti of the midfield, like just mm-hmm. maybe not during the AFLW season, but like in a scrap match, just throw the magnets around, see if anything's changed, see if they're reading it differently. Like that's that's my opinion on that.
1: Yeah, right it. Had it here first, G Della. First lift Purcell, then throw the magnets around. Outstanding, oh. just outstanding. <laughs> I love it. All right. Um, I guess we'd better uh, introduce our guest for yes. this week. Um, which is very exciting for us. Um, have we done? I think have we hit expansion team bingo yet? Um, have we got all four? I think this completes the deal. No. 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 Essendon. We missed Essendon. It's a bit of a sore point, but anyway, we move on and have digressed. Um, Jenna Richardson um, from Hawthorne is on our podcast today. Really nice chat. Um, I guess apologies for the start. It's a bit slow because I was unorganized. Um, and couldn't get the Zoom working and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we moved through and it ended up being a really, really nice chat um, about her life. She's gone traveling in the off season. I was very jealous about that. So, oh, don't give me that face. <laughs> <laughs> you could really do
0: with a holiday.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But she's, where's she going? Hawaii. Um, had to say, she had to say no to Bali. Oh. Um, but, um, no, she's doing some really, really cool things and she gives us some really good insight into the Hawks, um, and, um, how their year's been, which I thought was really, really great.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And we're definitely seeing a common theme coming through our guests being ex-basketballers, um, from Victoria mm. and we are seeing another common thread of injuries that we could probably write our own book upon, but... Stay tuned and you'll find out. This is general. So we're here today with Jenna Richardson from the Hawthorne AFLW. Um, we're delighted to have you as a guest and to learn more about your football journey. Welcome, Jenna. Yay! Thanks for
1: having me. <laughs> uh, Thank you for having me. Um, Gabs. Hinge mm-hmm. prompt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we usually start um with a hinge prompt, and I've ran with the same one for most of the season, but I'm mixing it up this time and last time round, if you were stuck on an island with, your, um, with only two people from your team,
2: who would you pick? Oh, um, probably Tamara Luke. I think she'd have some good ideas, keep me sane, and maybe Brownie. Yeah, sorry, Catherine Brown. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Um, are there two people that you would like probably not like on the island? Like, might put you in a bit of danger.
2: Uh, Well, Talia is just a pest, so we'd avoid her. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and her and Tilly both a bit annoying. So
1: yeah, right. I'm a good pest around the club, though. Like, keep, keeps everyone on their toes, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, that kind absolutely. Of thing. Yeah. Um, so let's, I guess, move into footy then, talking about your teammates. Um, How do you find footy in general? Because we like to get to know, I guess, um, with all of our guests, a little bit more about their background. So, yeah, talk us through your footy journey. Where did you start? Who got you into it? That okay,
2: I think I started when I was, like, 15, so like mid high school and I was heavily into basketball. So did a lot of training for that and played like a lot. So mum was never a fan of like trying footy, but my friends at school all wanted to join our local club at Donvale. Um, most of my group was starting and one of my good friends was like, I'll only play if you do. And then no. I was like, oh, like my parents won't let me, but I may as well ask. And then mum was like no way like you'll get injured for basketball but then dad just took me and we came home with a footy jumper That's <laughs> so,
1: incredible.
2: yeah yeah and then so i played don Val and i basically like joined it just a really good time i think it was like the afl started round about then aflw and then it was like first interleague season so i played for eastern football league in that and then it was first eastern rangers season after that so Was lucky enough to be in both those teams, and then stayed at Rangers for three years. um, Played under sixteen metro, and then in the squad bottom age eighteens, but missed out top age. Um, Then from NAB League, I went on Richmond's VFL list for like two years, and then COVID kind of they got rid of the team, and I hadn't played a game. But then I went across to Hawks, um, actually asked Dan Napoli myself if I could come train because one of my other friends was like, I asked him, just asked if you can come. So then played the last two seasons at Hawks and I found my way onto the list. So, yeah.
1: Nice. Now good. Um, so you've been around a few different organisations there. I guess what um, – my question is, I guess, how did – each kind of step help you get to where you are today. So obviously you started with your NAB League, your Metro, and, you know, trained on with Richmond and then found your way to the Hawks and spent a lot of time in that BFLW space. Um, did each component um, have a different effect on um, how you got there or was it just like it was quite stepwise so every year you got a little bit better and found a couple of different things?
2: Um, yeah, I think a bit of both. Like when... I was at Rangers for a while, like, you all the coaches, you get a bit comfortable. So I think then going on to Richmond's not knowing many people, they were just about to join the AFL. So there was a few big names. So it was like, yeah, not as comfortable, but I think that's good for like my growth. Um, and that it wasn't like a perfect step, like didn't make everything, but I was lucky with a lot of things. So I think, yeah, that helped me.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And I guess, well, Gabs, did you, because you were down in Richmond Way, was there any crossover? Yeah, no. I definitely don't think so. I was there
0: 2018. What year were you there?
2: Mm, after that. It was like I joined at the end of 19 and then. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's pretty awesome um, having a kick on Punt Road though, isn't it?
2: Yeah,
1: uh, the facilities yeah. are good, so. <laughs> yeah. Topical, um, um, yeah,
0: you just, just got a quick question with the Nab League and Eastern Rangers and that. Was that when they had the under 16s and the under eighteen? Like they had the futures squad as well, or had that not come into
2: Um because I was there the first year. It wasn't there. And I think it came in in like it came in my second year, but it wasn't like a competition. I think they just played uh, one game. Yeah. And then in my last, I think it became like a thing. Yeah, it just
0: shows how much it's grown in such a short amount of time, going from, like, getting a team together to, like, now this huge four-year program. Now that's awesome.
1: Yeah. And have you felt that, Jenna, as you've come through over time, like, at each different level? um, Has the momentum really grown across uh, even the state leagues? We talk a bit about state leagues um, on our potty. Um, And so, yeah, do you think that momentum is really kind of catching on?
2: Yeah, definitely. Like even just from like a local level, like you have so many more teams in different age groups and like interleague has two and just the pathways like become a lot stronger. So I was lucky when I look at it to get that first year of it because the people before me like might have missed a few of those pathways. So yeah, it's definitely looking very positive for the future. Absolutely.
0: We've had a a few basketballers on on the show recently, particularly from Victoria. Uh, we've had some Diamond Valley girls, some Frankston girls. Who did you mm. play with? Um, I played with another One Inspectors. Uh, classic, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah and yeah. who did you yeah.
0: play with Oh, uh, I was uh, at Jalop Supercats <laughs> down the highway.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I've driven That's there a few cool. times. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's a small, small world. Um, all right, so let's go. You found your way into Hawthorne um, AFLW side. What was that? experience for you like Um, how'd they announce it um, you know talk us through that moment
2: um so i found out on like a meeting just with the list manager like just went to a cafe and he told me so that was pretty awesome but then i had to keep it quiet for a little bit and we were in vfl so like i'd see all my teammates and like knew some of them had already been signed so it was like couldn't really feel it but then like a couple days later um we were just in a team meeting, and then Cherie, the coach, was just like, Richo, come up here. She's got something to say. And then everyone just went crazy and they're like chanting, like, Richo. It was actually like one of the best moments. Um, That's so fun. Yeah. So, yeah, that was really good. And then I like FaceTimed my close friends and my family and was like screenshotting their face, and they were just like, <laughs> but, yeah, it was great. <laughs> so good. So, yeah. Oh,
1: that sounds awesome. And then, so, it was quite a short turnaround from the VFLW to your um, to AFLW pre-season. So, in your, like, how how did you manage that? Because um, that was managed differently by different people across different programs. Um, yeah, talk us through how the all turned out.
2: Yeah, I think I signed a little bit later than some of the girls, so some had already stopped. Um. Excuse me playing yeah. a few VFLW games. So I played a couple extra and then I think I didn't play the last two To like, um, you know deload a little bit, but we had like running programs which were nearly harder I think but <laughs> then <laughs> I came back for our first final um, When I was already signed so it was like I think I was like the only one that was listed that played um Probably one of my worst games. But anyways, Mm -hmm. then we kind of didn't have time off. We just like do our running program and then come into the season. And I think like I had a bit of tendon issue. So like a consistent load was like suitable for me to just keep that under control. But then obviously before round one, like I got hit with a stress reaction in my femur. So it might have been a bit too much, but yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Damn, that's
2: no good. Uh, Another common
0: theme among our guests—they (laughs) play basketball and they've had a stress reaction. Um, yep you're ticking all the boxes of a great (laughs) LW player. Um, no, talk us through that. Have you had like a stress reaction before, and like how did you go about dealing with that, both physically and mentally?
2: No, I hadn't. So pretty much just done ankles through basketball and stuff like that. So. Didn't really know too much about it, but one of my teammates, um, Izzy Porter, was in my VFL team and she had this stress reaction in her femur, but got it like, I think, a month and a bit before me. But it was just like, felt a bit weird in my quad, but nothing like, you know, massage wouldn't pick it up, which makes sense because it was my bone. And then I think we played our last practice match um, against Richmond and the next training I went to run and just killed every time I landed and then the test. So got my scan and I was talking to Izzy and she's like, no, like it won't be that. Like tell me her experience. And then I was like, oh no. And it was that. So I think I found out, um, it's probably good by our doctor. They wouldn't like tell me on the phone, like waited till I got into training. And I was so confused. I was like, why hasn't my result come through yet? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so I just went into a meeting when I got to training and they pulled up the scan and beat around the bush for a little bit but then like showed um yeah could see all the whites so, like I knew it wasn't great and initially I was just like so upset because like they couldn't tell me how many games I would miss like there was a chance I wouldn't play at all so mm-hmm. then like that was just sad like I hadn't missed the pre-season training until then and like we're playing on Marvel Stadium in a week so yeah. initially I was like yeah pretty sad but all the girls were good and like the resources we have available are great. So just knew had to try and stay positive and like just do my training. So I think my line coach was like, you have 24 hours to be sad and then get to it. <laughs> so I listened to that and yeah, like um it was like the time when all of our players like got yeah. out of rehab as well. <laughs> so it was like, we had so many and then everyone just like, graduated or something um which was good cuz good timing for them but yeah um it was more just like communicating well with like the medical team i know they couldn't like tell me their timeline but just doing everything i can cuz it was like kind of a load thing like i couldn't do too much which was like hard in a way but mm-hmm. just staying with it and yeah like i got looked after really well so Good thing, and got back early and got to play half the season in the end.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Being able to, you know, really only miss what that's what six weeks maybe of, of footy, um, yeah. and then come back and, and playing. Um, that's super, super good. And you know, how was it then playing your first game um, after all of that? You know, that roller coaster of um, being so close to round one, and then you know having to do this work, and then playing you know that first game mid-season you know what was that feeling like
2: yeah well like i just think about how sad i was when i found out but then look on a scale of like one of my great teammates tam's injury so like it just pulls it into perspective so i was just like so grateful that i could still run out and I was so nervous though, because everyone had already like debuted. So it was like, you know, a bit about me. Um, So it was kind of, I think in my feedback, it was like, glad your first game's out of the way. (laughs) um, But it was just awesome. Like, it's something like you've seen players do for years and just like, still like, doesn't even feel real when someone says like, you're an AFLW player, to be honest, but yeah, it just was so good.
1: That's sick. That's so cool. I think that's one of the best things um, I've found about talking to um, people in the AFLW space is it's just so cool to hear, you know, the joy that you guys have playing the game um, at that level. Um, You know, overall in the season, I think um, what really impressed me about the way you guys in the Hawks went about it was you were never out of it throughout the entire year um in the sense that you know you had some real fight about you. Um can you talk us through that mentality? Like how do you find, you know, how do you find that? How I mean Bet got um you can talk through her um, you know, influence. Um yeah, how do you find, you know, how do you stay motivated is what I'm trying to get Yeah.
2: At. Um well I think obviously our expectations were pretty low as a team, like externally. So There wasn't like that pressure and we just want to kind of surprise people or prove them wrong in a way and one thing like every game is just like our team's effort like you just can't fault it and Mm. one of our strengths was our pressure so like that just proved like how much we were trying and like to get three wins in the end and fall short in a few close games like just shows like i think we did exceed people's expectations and that just Knew, like, we're not going to be the best team in our first year. So just, like, I think made it a really good environment for everyone to just try as much as they can. So, like, just learn from the losses instead of being, like, super down. Like, obviously, we're disappointed. But, yeah, help us to move on next week. So it was great. That's so cool.
1: Yeah. Um. And then, so, I guess, talk us through that first win then. um. So how that feel could, you know, you've been the ground. Um, you know, there'd been a lot of hype because it was, you know, grand final weekend, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, do you want to talk us through, through that kind of day?
2: Yeah, I actually didn't get to play that game. When I came back the week later, oh. but, which we won then anyway, so it was still good. No, but, <laughs> yeah, the Sydney game, yeah, it was huge. Um, And it was kind of cool. Like, I just watched it, like, as a spectator, really. Like, I wasn't analysing it. It was just... But like i was part of the moment and the fact that we were down by like 26 or something at quarter time like just made it even stronger and it comes back to that effort like we just never give up um i think it was like a game we thought like if we were at that stage when we had lost a few like if we were going to win like this is a great opportunity to do that so i think that motivated the girls and everyone like it was they were just so happy after like all the staff like came into the rooms and it was just so good so I think that win helped set us up for a few more Mm. oh absolutely
0: and um just a few listeners might not know once like your final game for Hawthorne of the season what happens in that space afterwards like do you have um season reviews as a team season reviews as a um, just as a player, like, do you have,
2: I love an off-season trip. Do you have a footy trip planned or anything? <laughs> um, yeah, so we actually do all of that. We did a season review um, that week after the game, um, including, like, the last game and then looked at it as a whole season, like, how far we'd come and, like, stats and everything and saw vision from the start, which was good to see, like, the work we're doing is, like, making an impact. Um and then we had exit meetings, so the one-on-ones um, the week after. So this week, um, we do one with like Beck and our high-performance manager Liv and then go see like the doctor and gym coach and physio and our play development manager. So just it's not so much about like next year, but more just how you've gone this season. Um, so it's good to like close it off from a professional level, but then socially we do have footy it, which, yeah. We're all excited. Um, I'm going to Noosa with a couple of my teammates um, first after our b That's next week as well, actually. So the day after that, heading up there for a week. And then when I get back, we have footy trip. And we were deciding between, like, Bali or staying local, but some don't have passports, et cetera. So we're going to ride, but the house is awesome. It's got a pool and a spa and stuff, so it'll be really fun. Lovely.
0: Oh. Well learnt. Well learnt. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was waiting for how long it'd take <laughs> you to put Woody Trip in there gap. <laughs> I love it. There's so
0: many people going to Bali and Noosa too. I think there's just going to be a lot of um crossover between clubs and people um at both places. So no, nah, it's really good to it's really good to hear. And like I hear that AFLW is such a community among the players. Like even though during the season you might be opposition and you might hate each other, like when it comes to off the field, like a lot of people are really good friends. So are
1: they wholesome
2: things? <laughs> yeah, it's nice. That's
1: awesome. Um, I was waiting for you to ask about Mad Monday as well, Gab. But I guess we'll <laughs> nah, okay. probably leave those stories off the record. Um, I'm sure you guys, you know, had a lot of fun, and we love that social element of footy as well. Um, you know, it's it's part of it. Speaking about things outside of, I guess, the game, um, you were talking to us just before we kind of started recording about um what you do outside of footy so do you want to talk us through yeah um what you're involved with there
2: yeah so i study um psychology at in my third year so nearly finished my undergrad but it's pretty long process to be a psychologist so probably not even halfway but yeah i'll keep going through a fourth year next year like um probably my honours and then look to do two-year masters And I think at the moment, my interest is in neuropsychology. So that stays the same. Hopefully I can do that. And I also work at Woolworths part time, um, just locally. I am an online shopper, but I did take leave (laughs) during the season. So when I went back this week, they're like, didn't you quit? (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: wild. Yeah, right. That's so cool. So psychology, that's, what, seven years. I've had a couple of mates go through that um, who've ended up in that master's. It is quite a long process. Hey.
2: Yeah, it's, I think, six years minimum to so be yeah.
1: Cool. yeah. Yeah. Committed. Committed yeah. committed humans in that degree. That's awesome. And then, um, I guess, um, in the off-season, what, what are you looking to do? Is it uh, travel? Is it, um, you know, obviously study? um what's the future looking like for you have they talked about pre-season yet or is it just way 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 in the future
2: um yeah well this is like one of the first times i haven't had footy or uni during summer because usually like like even nab league and everything ran mm. during summer so actually looking forward to a break from both in a way um so i'm traveling obviously you said news Zealand my footy trip but i'm also going to hawaii with one of my best friends in december so in two weeks that'll be good um and then my boyfriend has a houseboat at Eildon, so we'll spend like most of jan up there just coming back for a few woolly shifts here and there um yes. <laughs> and obviously doing my off-season program so we had like a two-week deload so nearly at the end of that and then we'll get stuck into it and so basically, they just spoke about that more than more than pre season um, with our individual programs, and then I think we run some group sessions or something maybe from Jan or into Jan. So yeah, yeah,
1: right. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. how oh, yeah, good. Um, we usually like to wrap up with um, a little bit of your perspective on a couple of players to watch. Um, so the season's kind of coming to a close, but we do have finals um, with a number of teams involved in them. There's six left. Um, So there's a few. Do you know any players who you think, say, in the teams that are left um, who people should watch out for who might set the game alight? Um, I don't know if you've been following it closely at all given, um, you know, you've been having probably a a lot more social time. Um, But, yeah. Do you have anyone to watch in the next couple of weeks?
2: Um, I reckon Monique Conti.
1: Mm. Yeah, mm.
2: just love the way she plays.
1: Yeah, outstanding. And good. All right, Gabs, any last thoughts Who from you? Who
2: is your tip for the Premiership? Oh, definitely think Brisbane or Melbourne, but after playing Brisbane, I'm going to go with them.
1: Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of expectation on Brisbane. Let's yeah. hope. <laughs> hope that um <laughs> they come through. Um, from a buyer's perspective. We've both um been based in Queensland for a, a number of years. So um we you know a few of the girls on the list. So um that'll be kind of cool. But it could be interesting if someone knocks them off as well. Either yeah. way, be a good end to the season. But thanks for your time. Um, you've been great and it's been really cool to kind of hear about your world and your perspective um on the AFLW. Um Yeah, thank you so much, Jenna.
0: Yeah, enjoy the off
2: season. (laughs) (laughs) I will. Thank you, both.
1: All good. See ya. Bye. Wow, Jenna, she's just so humble, wasn't Mm. she? Yeah. Yeah. Great chat. chat. Really enjoyed it. Um, Sounds like she's going to have a great time in the off season. She's going to come back. Bigger and better than ever in season eight um, next year. Anyway, that's all we got time for. Um, any last thoughts, Gabs? No.
0: Bring on, bring it on. Ready for the next couple of weeks to fly by and see who comes out on top.
1: Absolutely. Get to a game this weekend or watch it wherever you're listening, and um, we'll be back with our grand final preview. So that's in two weeks. Um, next episode see you then